guys. Welcome to another episode of What's Up Crimes. My name is Jen and I'm sitting here with MK. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday, MK. I know. It's been a long week. It's been a long (laughs) week. Uh, MK and I actually uh, are double recording tonight. So we have this individual podcast and then we have uh, Victor coming on in about an hour. We are hardcore. Hardcore. We we believe in this. We believe in us. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We believe in us. We're going to talk about parasocial relationships tonight, but before we do that, MK, um, have you seen Grimes' recent tweets? Yes. I mean, they've kind of been all over the place, to be frank. It's kind of, yep. you know, which one are you talking about in particular? But yep. the recent one that we were just discussing a little bit was the the no publicist yep. tweet. My goodness. So according to Grimes, she uh, her publicist changed jobs this year. And so she told her team she didn't need a new publicist. Meanwhile, the media is going after her for dumb stuff. Like um, Grimes is interrogated after accused of throwing snowball at Queen Elizabeth. This was <laughs> solid journalisming by uh, Newsweek. I kind of, you know, even when she did have a publicist, which I'm not sure when this publicist exited, but it there have always been weird stories like this about her, like yeah. that go nowhere. They come out, they're weird. Like even when she was walking with the manifesto, like the publicity seemed to take it. People didn't seem to take it, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like she's just been... This is very uh, crimes. I agree. And the manifesto one people went nuts with because of Elon at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that was a whole thing. So Grimes recently has been tweeting about, number one, being accused of throwing a snowball at Queen Elizabeth. And then two, she talked about getting elf ears recently. And apparently that became a thing. And then three, she was talking about dinosaurs. And so... (laughs) Yeah, I was like, which one are we talking about? Which, which... I mean, yeah, and I think the news article with it, it was like, uh, Grimes is now creationist. Yes. I, was, I saw that and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and so I find this absolutely hilarious. Um, I've really missed Grimes tweets because yeah. when she was tweeting previously, like a couple months ago, it was out of desperation of I'm not happy anymore. And I feel very sad all the time. These are more along the lines of like Grimes being Grimes, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, she seems like she's better. She did reference some kind of like health issue. So yeah. maybe that's what, you know, she's out of the woods with that and she's coming out more. And maybe that's why she's been quiet this whole time. Who knows? Who knows? And she referenced September 30th. It's supposed to be a big day. But again, if you're a Grimes fan, you take that with a grain of salt because that could mean anything. That could just be something else that's delayed. So I don't really hold firm on that one okay so what if something big does happen what do we do i'm gonna apologize on the podcast <laughs> i'm not going to apologize okay well <laughs> one of us will one of us will remain firm <laughs> right so so that's just something that we probably needed to review today sees back on twitter it looks like going strong um the whole thing about see on social media actually ties into our discussion today. So our discussion today is actually about parasocial relationships. So before I get into my academic facts about it, MK, what do you know about parasocial relationships in general? Um, I mean, I've learned a little bit about them, but also like, I feel like I engage 
in quite a bit of it. Same. So as someone that, that does parasocialing, um, it, it's an interesting topic to delve into and, and as it relates to Grimes, of course. Yeah. So when I first heard about it, um, I assumed that having a parasocial relationship was something that was very negative and derogatory and made you yeah. a crazy person. That's not true. None of that's true based on research, but that's what I thought. Yeah. And then I realized how much of a role parasocial relationships play in my life, similar to you, because we're wired that way. Yeah. I, you know, I forget the scientist who had a Ted talk about it, but I watched it recently on parasocial relationships. And she was saying the, the, what we get out of the parasocial relationship is just as if it was a real relationship. And it, it like, boosts your dopamine and it does all these things to you that are positive. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. So what I found on it, well, was first of all, coming from my own career background. So there's a psychiatrist, a really famous psychiatrist named John Bowlby, who back in the 1950s posited attachment theory. And so attachment theory just states that children come into the world biologically designed to form attachments and that helps them survive. Like the whole point of forming an attachment is because you have to attach to a parent who then helps you survive at the time. But this then carries into adulthood. So that's the basis of parasocial relationships. And then apparently the term parasocial relationship didn't come onto the scene until 1956, which is actually like, I expected to be in the nineties. I don't know why, but, but 1956 was when it came on the scene. Did that surprise you? Um, no, because I think that was around the time, not before the first like television show, maybe not, I could be wrong, but like, I think it has the, the appearance of this kind of relates to how pop culture progresses too, right? Because there've been more books, more media out there that people can identify with and have parasocial relationships with. So maybe that kind of like film had been, you know, talking films had only been around for like 20 years yeah. at that point. Yeah. So I think that that's the relation there. Yeah. And so apparently these were two researchers, Donald, Donald Horton and Richard Wall, who originated the concept of parasocial relationship. Um, they published a seminal article, Mass Communication and Parasocial Interaction, Observations on Intimacy at a Distance. Can we just stop there and talk about how every journal article has to have that like caveat on the end? like the longest thing (laughs) like yeah okay so in the article these two researchers introduced the concept of parasocial interaction which they defined as the approximation of quote conservational give and take between a media user and media persona key phrase apparently throughout this talk is media because media perpetuates this did you read much about that I did. Um, and that's, that's actually where I, I focused on the most, I thought was the most interesting, like as media and pop culture and just more and more things are churned out in an entertainment capacity, the more pair relationships we can have. And I think it's so interesting how, um, it can be fiction, fictional and non-fictional. Yeah. Like you can have a parasocial relationship with a real person that yeah. has never met you. Um, not just Harry Potter or mm-hmm. any kind of, you know, fictional being. So yeah. 
and, yeah. and, and that's all over social media. Like I, I have so many people that I follow that like, it does feel like I know them. For example, who besides Grimes? Well, besides Grimes. I mean, just like, I follow a lot of vegan bloggers. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, just from like Chelsea Handler to Kate Beckinsale to people that like you see in their life and they're, you're in their, you're in intimate settings in their house. Like Kate Beckinsale, she has a really underrated Instagram page. She's always with her cat. Oh, relatable. And doing fun stuff and like dressing up, matching with the cat. Oh, it's quite, it's quite hilarious. I haven't so. gone down that road. You know, of like that degree of, of crazy cat lady. Maybe one day. Yeah. It's funny though. It's funny. Yes. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I all feel like it. I know her, you know, when you're silly and you, you put yourself in, you know, if you're in your living room, you know, oh, you yeah. feel like, you know, the person it's an intimate look. Yes. And, and so I feel like before we go on, I should probably define what a parasocial relationship even is. Please do. So here we go. Parasocial relationships are one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time. And the other person who's the celebrity figure of the persona is completely unaware of the other's existence. Parasocial relationships are most common with celebrities, organizations such as sports teams, or television stars. Now, I have kind of an issue with this definition because, yes, Technically, it's a one-sided relationship. However, when you have a celebrity who's breaking that wall by responding back to fans on their social media, mm-hmm. technically they are aware of your existence. And if you're somebody that comments a lot, they that celebrity figure does know who you are technically. But they don't personally know you. They know your online you know, praises and whatever comments about you, but they don't know you as a person. Also true. It's not an intimate relationship, but it's it, it it's definitely different and kind of makes that definition more complex. For sure. Absolutely. And so the more research I did on it, the more I realized, and this is an article specifically from Very Well Mind that I was reading about. So if we take it back to attachment theory, humans are designed to form attachments. That's why we make friendships. However, our brains aren't evolved enough to distinguish between people who we see and hear through media and those we see and hear in our real lives. So therefore we process and respond to these encounters the same way, which leads to parasocial uh, relationship formation. Isn't that amazing? That's what I was saying a little bit earlier. I touched on that a little bit. It was in that TED talk I watched. It was actually really good. Forget her name, but it's on YouTube. Just type in parasocial relationships. Um, But she talked about the exact same thing. You know, you, you are... Like it affects you the same, no matter if you know them in person or not, or if they even know about you. Mm -hmm. That's wild. It's crazy. And I didn't recognize this phenomenon until COVID. So when COVID hit and we were home all the time, I started watching like vlog channels on YouTube. Yeah. And there's one specifically that I found myself watching like every day and getting very involved with, they were travel vloggers. And all of a sudden I realized it feels like these people are my friends. What's wrong with me? Like, they don't know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I think it's a fine line because you don't want to feel shame. Right. You know, because, but, but at the same time, you're like, if I were this person and I knew all of these people 
had their own version of a relationship with me and I don't know any of them. That's that's pretty scary and in, at least at the very least intense. Right. I find that I find that absolutely terrifying especially for people like Grimes who we'll get to in a minute about her in our community with parasocial relationships. Um so apparently according to researchers one of the reasons why we form parasocial attachments is because it negates the risk of rejection. So that person, unlike a real life person who can decide they don't want to hang out with me, they don't want to talk to me, this person can't do that because they don't know that I exist unless they block me, you know. So <laughs> you form this like friendship with this person based on what they're putting out publicly and they can't reject you. Yeah. Yeah. They're safe. They're safe people. It's a safe distance relationship where you don't have to get hurt. Right. And additionally, the one-sidedness of it tends to provide relief for us from our own difficult real-life relationships. Because real-life relationships are messy. I don't care if you have the best friendship in the world or the best relationship with your spouse in the world. Relationship in general is really messy because you've got two people with two different viewpoints that rub up against. growing. Right. Yeah. You're not always going to agree. Whereas you can go online and see your favorite celebrity and it's like, oh man, like, you know. They're, they can't disagree with me because we're not having a conversation. Leonardo DiCaprio, 1999, can't argue with me. Was that your thing? Oh my God. Yeah. The mushroom cut. You guys know what I'm talking about. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I tell you that I recently watched Titanic again? Did we talk about this? No. I watched Titanic again after a friend mentioned it to me. And I thought it was like all the rage when I was like 16. Uh, Yeah. Uh-huh. I watched it again. When's the last time you saw it? Oh my God. But I saw it more times in theaters than anybody. At least 10. Right. Uh, but I don't know. It's been like a year too. Sometimes I watch it like around holidays. It feels like a holiday movie. Um, but I I mean, it's always held up every time I've seen it. I've just seen it so many times. Well, the storyline makes no sense. The storyline does not hold up at all. The door definitely doesn't. The whole door at the end. No. Kind of held them both. We all know That it. doesn't hold up. And then if if you look back at the class system of that era, the fact that he would be on a deck as a third class passenger, that he would even have access to it and then be like holding on to this first class girl and they both be cool with that and nobody would see it. Don't buy it. Two, the reason why the majority of the third class passengers drowned on the Titanic was because the gates were locked. They couldn't get up to the different decks. Which is in the movie, that part. Which, yeah, but like not throughout the whole movie, just till the very end when they're all dying because they can't yeah. get out. It's a movie. It happens. I can't get past it's it. It's also a movie. I can't get yeah. past Is it beautiful? Yes. Does Kate Winslet look amazing? Yes. But I just, and she's a ginger in it, you know? Yeah, that's why I had red hair for 15 years. What? Mm-hmm. I was a redhead for a long time. What? Okay, this is where yeah. we need to share our pictures. We need to have one. <laughs> I mean, there's one on my Instagram from, or two. But well, I, you know, not many. But okay. I, you know, then I decided to just change it up. I was, I went brunette again during the pandemic. Just let my hair grow out naturally. Oh, yeah. And then decided to bleach yeah. it to oblivion. Yeah. Which worked out for you. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it, working out. It really fits you, in my opinion. Not that I've seen you oh. in any other way, which I will now go Which is funny. Yeah, right? Yeah, even 
sometimes the relationships we have with each other, we only see that version that they're currently in in their life, right? Oh, like, yeah. I don't know, you know, I, you know, I've seen you post pictures of you in the past before, and I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> who is this person? You oh, know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, even with real relationships, you don't know fully no. the other person. No, and it's interesting meeting friends as an adult, not in college, not in high school, yeah. as an adult, because there's so much history actually before you met that person. That person's changed so many times. Yeah. Before they met you that it's like, oh, wow, I don't actually know who you were as, you know, as a high yeah. schooler or, or, or as a 21 year old. It's kind of crazy. I know. I think you were my first like real online friend, though. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. I don't know. It's just I never I mean, I've talked with people before, but never it, it did it become like an actual relationship, like organically. I hear what you're saying. And I actually thought, oh, man, my stigma is going to come out. Because my stigma about parasocial relationships in general was that I thought that people who had very low self-esteem engaged in parasocial relationships prior to looking at the research and realizing that's actually not true. But the same thing was true with making friends online. I was like, man, you can't actually make legitimate friends online. And now I laugh at myself because I have not only you, but I have so many people that I feel a genuine connection with, not just like, yeah. oh, they're in my DMs occasionally. Yeah. And I'm like on that, the beginning of that journey right oh, now. I love it. And it feels, it feels so warm and nice. And, you know, st st you know, when you have start new relationships, there is like, you know, a honeymoon phase of it too, you know, and I didn't realize it could work that way with online friends. No. And then comes the moment when you bump up against where like something's not going right not necessarily you disagreed with somebody but something's not going perfectly right like honeymoon period and you watch mm -hmm. how that person responds and you can tell mm -hmm. even online do I really want to continue to be friends with this person or are they reacting with kindness and you know generosity interesting yeah I have never had that relationship like where I you know it was over or they did something weird it never got to that point yeah uh, yeah, it's yeah. online strange. It feels like recently since we started the podcast, I feel like I've taken you to a party and then I've invited all of my favorite people to the party from online yes. land, from Grimes land. Yes. And then been like, meet Grimes my friend. Land. Right. Meet my friend MK. And it is so fun, like watching like the group chats get started or you mm -hmm. talking to the people that I love so much. And now they're your friend. And that's mm -hmm. been really fun. It's always fun to meet new people and people that are like just so respectful and sweet, like usually people online from what I see, what I gather on a lot of chats and comments that it's not so nice out there. No. So shocking. I, um, I just mentioned and alluded to the fact that I thought that parasocial relationships were basically for people that were very lonely, but that turns out not to be the case. Studies are showing that parasocial relationships are voluntary, provide companionship, and are influenced by social attraction, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Furthermore, viewers experience a connection with the media user and express feelings of affection, gratitude, longing, encouragement, and loyalty towards them. And uh, most parasocial relationships are very positive to our lives. However... For some individuals, this can become obsessive and lead to stalking behaviors. So that's where it gets in your way. Yeah. So I think it's a very fine line. Yeah. If you're already, I think, struggling with a mental illness, 
I think that, you know, engaging in a parasocial relationship can really cross over the line, such as see Stalker. She's alluded to people wanting to murder her kid before. I think she had, like, death threats or someone tried to break into the house when she was pregnant. I, That's horrible. I, yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine what she gets in her DMs, you know. And just people always hounding her. Like, what was... What was that interview she was talking about her and her brother? She was talking about the Communist Manifesto day and she was with her brother and they were like, they like drove them off the road or something. Like, she's almost like America's Lady Die. Oh yeah. That's a whole thing. Yeah, that's a whole thing. We should do a podcast about the Royals. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, there's also a really great clip, and this is not an, an obsessive stalking type situation, but there's a really good clip. I don't, MK, we would have talked about it on a live. We had to have. When she finishes the Met Gal in 2021 and she's walking out of her hotel, I don't know where she's going, and she's hounded by that reporter. Do you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about? And she falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like fan accounts were posting this, like, oh, this is so cute. And I, I'm like, okay, I think this is because you guys don't understand the gravity of what's going on here. It's not cute. She's being harassed by somebody and she looks very uncomfortable. And I felt scared watching it. And it's like, hey, how come like, where's the security team to like step in and be like, hey, don't touch her or get close to her. Yeah. And she handled it very well, like with a lot of grace, but I think she did fall. She did fall. It was like, she did fall because of her trying to pay attention to him, her walk, like, even though she was carrying her shoes, was she still wearing her shoes? She was still wearing the Okay, boots, she was carrying them later. I think she was wearing them because that's, she wasn't able to, like, focus because he was just bombarding her. It was really uncomfortable to watch. It was. And so the people that were like, oh, this is so cute. I'm like, again, maybe you should watch it again and realize, like, what's what she has to be feeling in the moment. And after she falls, I'm like, that would have been it for me. I would have gotten in the car and cried my makeup off. Like, that's it. I'm done. So I can't imagine. I feel like that was very Canadian, Claire. Like she, Canadians are notoriously known of to being friendly. Yeah. So she, she usually, you know, if you watch, she's never really rude to anyone. No. Like outwardly rude or like diva behavior. Always very sweet, kind and respectful. And that must be exhausting all the time, especially when you're like, especially in a getup like that. You know? Yeah. I didn't think there was anything nice about that video. No. And shout out to our Canadian listeners. Yeah. What's up? Do we have Canadian listeners? Yes. Analytics are so fun. You guys. So fun. I can see where everybody is listening. (laughs) Analytics are also super creepy because they let you zoom in super close to see like where exactly people are listening from. And I find that really creepy. Like I zoomed in on my own state on the analytics you can see what street I'm on downloading my own podcast from. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm dead serious. I know where you live, MK. <laughs> so just I don't so mind that us. you know. I don't mind that you know. I know, but, but I'm like, okay, every podcaster can see this. And of course, there's no names on it. Like, I can't see whose phone it is. I can't see whose device it is. But still, to me, I was like, I didn't know. I feel very dumb saying that. I didn't know that apps could trap you to that degree. I thought they could for some. I didn't think they did it with like tracking this kind of thing. I thought they went like, they think they went that granular. No, that has blown me away and made me feel really uncomfortable recently. Back to my studies, another um, 
fun fact from my studies that historically parasocial relationships were viewed as pathological and a symptom of loneliness, isolation, and social anxieties like I put forth. I thought that was the case. However, one of the studies found that there was no correlation between loneliness and the intensity of viewers' parasocial relationship with on-screen characters. Other research has described the stigma, or sorry, decreased the stigma of such relationships and led mental health clinicians to believe that such relationships can broaden one's social network rather than restrict it. Crazy. Mm -hmm. So even though you feel this intense bond with a celebrity doesn't mean that, oh, something's wrong with me. At what point did you feel that way? Maybe. I mean, we don't really think about feeling this way. Like when we're like engaging in this, we're not thinking about like the definition and it happening just kind of happens. Do you think at this point you could pinpoint when you started to feel this way about crimes? Yeah. And I remember thinking something was wrong with me. <laughs> like similar how, how you and I talk about how it's weird that we go through so many pictures, like me to make memes, you to like yeah. look at what's going on with her. Uh-huh. It feels creepy. So I remember mm-hmm. um, it was, I'd started watching her interviews and I had gotten to a place where I was like, I couldn't get enough of the interviews. I was brand new to the fandom. I hadn't made memes yet. Yeah. And I started feeling like very like attached to her. Like, oh, we're friends. Like, cause you're listening to an interview and an interview is almost like you're hanging out with somebody. Like you're listening Especially to them. Especially with how she delivers them. Right. It feels intimate. Right. So that's, mine would have started probably two years ago. Do you remember? Probably as soon as I found her. Cause my, when my husband, I, I, I get into things. I wouldn't say I have obsessions, but no. like. And I'm a creature of habit. So sometimes it's like over and over and over again. And then I'm like, I'm yep. done with turkey sandwiches. Yes. You know, it's like, it'll be something like that. But it wasn't stopping with her. And he was like, what's going on? Yep. <laughs> you really like her, huh? And I was like, yeah, I guess I, I do. You know, and that was after the interviews, watching and like binging all that stuff, as well as all of the albums. But I was like, you know, kind of circulating through it pretty quickly and he pointed it out to me, but yeah. Yeah. Like she's so dynamic and academically fascinating to me Mm -hmm. that I think you can't help, but feel like, Oh, I'm so engaged with this person. I might say something controversial now to some people do it. I feel like I liked her because she was with Elon too. Like thinking about their brilliant minds talking about stuff like him listening to it just made him seem cooler it made her seem obviously very bright and way more interesting to me you know I hate to say that but after backlogging and finding everything else about her she's worth it without that but that certainly was appealing to me I 100% agree which there's like people like pissed off listening to this section, but we've been like circling around it. You and I should just go ahead and share how we found Grimes because it's because of Elon. So you share your story and then I'll share my story and people can be very mad. Okay. Good start. Uh, Yep. Great start. (laughs) Very positive. Um, I mean, I guess it was just because I follow his trends sort of, and kind of got more into it during the pandemic and obviously saw that she was his partner. And I was like, let me listen to just whatever. Sometimes I'll just turn on whatever from a new yeah. artist to, to just feel it out. And I think the first song I played was so heavy 
I fell to the earth from Miss A. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I was doing work at that same time too. And that's like a really good album to yep. zone out and hear again. Like you, it's like a it ambiance. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh, wow. He's into a girl that makes music like this. I was like, that is so interesting. You know? And I got more and more into her, like how she was before him. And, you know, I developed my own relationship with just parasocial relationship with just her. Um, but just thinking about being a fly on the wall during their conversations, the nice ones, the brilliant ones, the ones you see in like restaurants in Japan. Have you seen some of those where they're like eating noodles? Yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> and she's with like a crowd of men mm-hmm. and him talking because she's holding her own. She's very impressive. Yeah. I don't think she even recognizes how impressive that's good. You shouldn't yeah. recognize how impressive you are. I mean, he kind of does. He's very aware. Well, I love the line from Adore You, which is so simplistic. It's not like a mind-blowing lyric, but it's like, you're so cool because you don't think you're cool. Hmm. And I'm like, that's Grimes. Like, you're so cool because you don't think that you're cool. And people that tend to be the coolest to me are the people that like don't recognize you're really fascinating. Yeah. And it seems like she's always been in cool social circles mm-hmm. to me too. Like, I know she said a lot of her friends died of drugs, but I'm sure they were like rock star oh, type yeah. cool kids. You know, I'm sorry that they passed, but you know, her, she's always been in like circles with really interesting people. Yeah. And so the way I found her was very similar. I was an Elon fan. But, and I didn't recognize that people in the Grimes community didn't like Elon. Okay. So that was a real big I didn't either. To me. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> wild when I started getting hate mail on that one. But I found her because I had just picked up his autobiography by Ashley Vance, um, which was fascinating. You should all read it. It was so good. And so I remember going through that. This is so judgy. This is so judgy. I remember okay. going through that autobiography. Here it comes. And I remember hearing about like the girls he's been with. And I knew a couple of the chicks that he had been with, like through the media, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know about Grimes. And I remember thinking like, what idiot is he with now? Like what, like total airheaded, like total. What kind of Amber Heard is he with there now? There it is. There it is. What kind, what kind of chick is he with just because he wanted to look good. And she probably has like zero education Mm-hmm. like subsist off his money, whatever. So I looked up who he was with and that's how I found Grimes and watched that first interview. And I was like, okay, I was wrong. Yep. And I love them together, MK. Like it actually mm-hmm. hurt like parasocially. It hurt me as well. well they parasocially. People were blowing up my DMs and I was like, this can't, like they're trolling. I mean, who knows, you know? Who knows? Yeah. I mean- I think her posting that video, that picture of the both of them recently saying best friends. I saw that. Um, is that best friends with benefits? I need to know. I need to know. And if you guys don't know what MK is talking about, it's this really beautiful picture, in my opinion, from the I think Met it's Gala. gorgeous. And we hadn't seen any pictures, to my knowledge, of them together at that Met Gala. No, no. I loved that photo. And I, st- I really was like, this is curious to post mm-hmm. this are you tr- I just wonder how much of it is them trolling us to like control the narrative and we'll never know yeah I don't know it makes me happy 
I guess. If it makes you happy and you don't really know about it, it's a parasocial event. That's We don't have to invest in the heavy lifting of emotional baggage I agree. that is going on. <laughs> I agree. It's not my problem. Exactly. So it's this, freeing. It's totally freeing. This leads us to maybe the negative connotations of the, that parasocial relationship. Actually, I lied. Let's back it up. Let's go to the fact that social media drives parasocial relationships. And so the more research I looked at on this, the more I was like, oh gosh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is Grimes is tweeting a lot more recently. When Grimes tweets and you reply to the tweet and then she likes it or she replies back to your tweet, even if it's just like an emoji, that feels very validating and gives people the rush of dopamine, which Mm -hmm. makes you feel like your friends. Your friends, what's up? We're kicking it. Yeah. And I yeah. never thought about that. So the more engaged they are in social media, the more you're you're almost perpetuating that parasocial relationship, which is a good thing because that's how you keep your fans loyal, I would assume. Yeah, especially in this day and age. Yeah. If you don't release something as often, yeah. it's hard, especially when you're not tour. Like back in the day, touring was, I mean, even within the past couple of years, touring was huge for artists. And then I think the pandemic really threw her away from wanting to do more tours as did it most to other artists you know I think maybe she would have went on a tour well she mentions in other interviews that she hates touring she absolutely hates it she hates everything about it she always gets sick yeah because she doesn't take care of herself and she hates being on stage etc 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 so to me it's no surprise that she doesn't do it anymore and I would be really surprised Unless it's holographic. If we ever saw Grimes try to tour again. You know, she did that one thing, Arabus. Is it is it Arabus? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's Arabus. Where yes. she tried to have like a virtual show. <sighs> did you try yeah, to get in that? I did. <sighs> we we talked about it. It and the, it kept it was super glitchy That's too. Right. Like the whole time, the whole experience was no bueno. It's not great, but I'm looking for them to improve on that because I would be fascinated if this is what becomes out of the future and we could see Grimes and like hang out with one another as avatars because my best friends are in this community of my online friends. And that would be really cool to interact as avatars and watch Grimes. I don't know. I don't know. See, that like adds another layer to it to me. And I don't know if it's because I'm an elder lady that it's like, I can't, it's hard for me to role play, I guess, as an entity yes. or avatar because yeah. it's, like, it's like a degree away from a relationship. Yes. Like just seeing her or even like video, it's like, I'm this thing too, seeing her as that thing. Yes. I also, I don't know about you. So I feel very isolated in this community sometimes because I don't like video games, for example, because it is hard for me to do that same thing. Yes. And I can't get into it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like so many people in this community and so many of that, like the younger generation in general, that's the thing. And I it's, yeah. I don't like it. We're both checking our message. <laughs> you know, the, the important things in life. <laughs> We're so grown adult ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, God. 
Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about the, the negative aspects to forming these parasocial attachments, a lot of these research researchers, excuse me, will mention K-pop stands as an example of negative effects. So what happened with K-pop stands, if you're not involved in the K-pop community like me, but you know what's going on enough, is they form these uh, really aggressive fandoms sometimes. I'm not saying this is everybody, certainly not. I'm not lumping everybody into one label. And they would turn on people in the community that they deemed anti-K-pop or, or not having the right opinion. What? And it became it's like oh, a militant group. Yeah, it became super aggressive, which I do not see in the Grimes community at all, unless I'm wrong. I have never come across it. No, I see people, including myself, defending Grimes, which is very different than what this community does. Yeah. So that's part of the negative effects of our parasocial relationships. I think with those in particular, more so than movies, TV shows, I find myself having parasocial relationships with so many characters, you know, that you care for and root for. And it's a television show, so it's like a life you're seeing happen. It's a window into another world, you know? Um, And ever since I was a kid, I got swept away with stuff like that. So I don't know if it was a trauma response, maybe. Like to just get, it could be a Peter Pan syndrome a little bit, but um, I get swept away in things sometimes, you know, if it's like Grimes, like I, I feel like it took over part of my life in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about that and this is the same for you now too, but even with like the memes page, even if I walked away from my memes page tomorrow, it's a massive chapter of my life that I didn't expect to happen. And even if like you walked away from the podcast tomorrow, it's like, I can't, ever forget that I was involved in this community and I started a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Like it becomes yeah. that ingrained in you. Yeah. Well, cause we're, we're producing something, we're making something from it and we communicate with it, with each other. We've talked about this in other podcasts where she inspired Grimes inspires us to like do, she's almost like our muse <laughs> more yeah. than our queen, you yeah. know? Yeah. Along that same line, I was thinking about Grimes fans and how we're affected by maybe the negative aspects of a parasocial relationship. And one would be that people feel very pressured to get a response from Grimes and feel like they aren't good enough if they're not getting a response from Grimes, whether it's in the comments or with their uh, content. I've heard that because mm-hmm. um, you just can't help it. I think when, when you care about somebody so much, you want them to acknowledge you as a yeah. person. So I think that makes sense. Another thing that I think is concerning is how aggressive some of her followers can be, which we've talked about on the last podcast where people are like back to back to back responding to her tweets and like very much wanting to be noticed. And I, I don't know that that's a healthy behavior. No, it's really not. You're, and it's interesting in the definition and, when you're talking about parasocial relationships, it's like, it's a fail safe to not have to engage in real intimacy. But here we are on Twitter, trying to think of a witty response to get her yes. attention Yeah. Um, in like every tense, every 30 seconds, 40 seconds, you are looking for acceptance from a person who doesn't even know you. Yes. And 
And I think you're lying in the fandom if you have a Grimes fan page and you're not trying to do that because you you want her attention. Again, I'm not saying yeah. this is like a bad thing of like something's wrong with you because all of us do it. Yes. Myself included, where you're just like, you know, you want to be the next person that's like, oh, did I make you happy with this comment? Yeah. You're trying to be respectful. You're trying to be rewarded in, you know, with her friendship, you know, yes. with her acceptance. And even if she replies to you, sometimes I'm like, is it her? Is it somebody doing it for her? Um, is it a robot doing it for her? Who knows? Who knows? Seriously, who knows? And I don't know, but I've it's wondered possible. the same thing. Well, she doesn't have a publicist, so it's not that person. <laughs> Well, I think it's, you know, we, we had Jack on and we were talking about um, edits. And so, for example, for a long right. time in the Grimes community, edits became the big thing. And all the fan pages started making edits because C was more likely to share them to her story at the time when this was happening. And so I think that's a good example of people just pouring themselves into it, trying to like, hey, notice me. I care about you. Notice me, even though you don't know who I am as a person. Notice me. I mean, it's why I made memes. Like, hey, yeah. I care about you. I think you're funny. Like, notice my memes. Yeah. I care about it. You want it to be more of a mutual relationship. Even if she said, you know, one thing to you that was really nice and that's all she ever said to you. Yeah. That still wouldn't be a relationship. Yeah. A true one. And I'm just curious too. And MK, I want your thoughts on this one. Sometimes I wonder, obviously we know that we're different people on social media versus in our real life, which I can also relate to. I think all Mm -hmm. of us do that. There's a certain brand of myself that I want out there versus like who I am when I'm at my career or who I am in like my personal life. And I'm still very authentic. I think you could have authenticity throughout all of your different parts. Uh But I know that Grimes is doing the same thing. How similar do you think Grimes is in her personal life with what she puts online? Interesting. Um, Well, I think her Twitter is her most authentic self. Yeah. To be honest, I think it just, it, it really is a good platform for her to trick, like to, that's how we translate rhymes. Yes. <laughs> you know, Instagram feels very, you know, my label makes me do this. Yep. So it's all like, you know, most of the time it's just photo shoots and concert clips and she's in her stories. She gets a little cheeky, Yeah. but that's about it. You know, she's not really, and that's very few and far between when she posts there. Um, so I think, I think Twitter is, is her mouthpiece. Yeah. I think a huge reason why we all love Grimes is because we relate to the weirdness, the authenticity and the weirdness. And I agree with you that Instagram looks a lot more staged and mm. looks a lot more like what her brand is technically. But I'm like a huge part of why I follow Grimes is because her personality is so fascinating. Like on that Lex Friedman podcast, yeah. which I wish she would do another one of those because that mm-hmm. was phenomenal versus her sitting down at an interview and answering the same, like what inspired you and produce and yeah, know, the questions we already have heard a million times. Um, yeah. I think Twitter is definitely her most authentic self and it's why we love her. She puts out weird stuff that you're like, what, like what made it, you think of that? She's up at weird hours too. <laughs> like I noticed a couple days in a row. I don't remember which ones this, this, you know, this time, but she was like, it was like after midnight. Yeah. And she was up. Like she's definitely a night owl. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't know that, that 
interests me when I think about it. Cause I'm like, I wonder how much those two things are similar. Cause even if you look at her photo shoot, she's this like stunning, glamorous model, honestly, when she does her mm-hmm. photo shoots. Mm-hmm. And like, I wonder like what you are at home with your kids. Like, are you just like kicking it like every other mom with like your t-shirts and Spanx, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she, we've seen, I mean, she's definitely got those slippies, Adidas slippies on. Oh God. Socks. I hate <laughs> fuzzy. those. Her fuzzy ones. <laughs> the Adidas slides have got to go. And but the, the 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 fuzzy slippers were really funny at the photo shoot. I was really glad that that got captured in in uh, in that photo. I feel like she has a closet just full of them, and it's like every color to go with every outfit. I feel like she leans more into that those at home. A hundred percent. Yeah. So. That's about the extent of parasocial relationships uh, in terms of what the research is showing. Long story short, it's it's actually a very positive thing. So if you're feeling that way towards Grimes, that's very normal. Any other parting words, MK, for today? It's totally normal and it can help you get over, you know, any kind of emotional stuff you're going through. Like having, being a part of a fandom and enjoying the artwork of somebody is is growth agree you know and it's like you and i talk about i think it's a theme through our podcast work can't be everything work can't be everything and i think it's important to have some of those parasocial relationships where you're like wow this person's so cool wish i could be their friend and so i can engage with them via social media and pretend like i'm involved in their world too and i don't think there's anything wrong with that as an adult either nope all right well guys keep following along and stay tuned we are going to follow up with victor after this which will drop later in the week and we will see you guys soon bye Bye.